Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. There is a very good case to be made that Shohei Otani is coming off the greatest month in Major League Baseball history. Otani with his Major League leading 30th home run of the season. The floor for Shohei Otani's free agency is going to start at $500 million. He's also going to want to win, and that's why these next few months for the Angels are critical if they're going to have any chance to keep him. Either you trade him and get something, or you let him go and get a mediocre draft pick. Well, Shohei Otani is going to be batting second for the American League in the All-Star Game tonight. But he is the number one topic right now in Major League Baseball. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Myron Metcalf. And it's time for our Progressive MLB snapshot. Free agency is coming for Shohei Otani. He has a strong desire to win. And Myron, I'm starting to think... You know, they've lost nine of their last ten. I just don't think it's going to happen ever for him in Los Angeles. Yeah, I think the Mike Trout injury kind of made you feel like, okay, any hopes they had, that's over. So now what do you do with one of the greatest baseball players we've ever seen? And I think this decision by the August 1st deadline is going to have a pivotal impact on baseball depending yeah. on what the Angels decide to do. Yeah, well, I, I think they have to trade him, Myron, because I think they can't win the World Series this year, in my view. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know that I'd rank them in the top 10 teams. And then their option, if they don't trade him, is just to ride this out. I don't think they have any intention of re-signing him, and I don't think he has any intention of re-signing there. So their choices are get a haul for him now or wait until the end of the season and, and get some draft pick in exchange for him leaving and going somewhere in free agency. I think it would be organizational malpractice to keep Shohei on the Angels through the end of the season because you know he's walking. I mean, he's definitely gone, I would think. Yeah. I, I think the it depends on what you want, right? Like, at the end of the day, if you're trading for him, that's the, I think the Angels certainly should put him on the market and see what's out there. But trading for Otani, that's something to really consider. I mean, CeCe Sabathia with the Brewers, there are a lot of people who think that that pushed them in the right direction, kind of changed the course of the franchise. Yeah. But everyone knew he wasn't staying. And right. They gave up a lot to get him. So for me, it's how much are you willing to give up? And are you willing to potentially sacrifice your future mm-hmm. for three months of baseball? And I think you got to think long and hard about that if you're going to be somebody who says, hey, let's go take a run at him. Here's the difference, Myron. I mean, CC was going to pitch every fifth day, or, or the Brewers used him a yeah. lot, in your example, yeah. down the stretch in the 2008 season to help them get to the playoffs. And then ultimately he was exhausted by the time they got there, did not pitch well. And I, mm-hmm. I can't remember, did they lose? Did they get swept by the Phillies or they lost in four? I'd like to not. We can move on. I don't want to talk about that. I, 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 don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I just like to. Just it's not, it's not like I looked it up before this segment so yeah, that I could razz you about it or anything. Myron's yeah, originally from Milwaukee, so that's why yeah. he's the, he's the, uh, the that's the example that he's. That, that he's using. You know, I, I think that, um, listen, Otani is different than CeCe because obviously he's the best power hitter in the game and the best power pitcher in the game. 
It's yeah. like imagine in the eighties if you could trade for Ken Griffey Jr. and Roger Clemens in the yeah. same trade. Yeah. So you kind of have to. I know people say, oh, he only bats one out of nine times. Oh, he only pitches one out every five days. Well, since Shohei Otani goes, does both, I think hypothetically he could shift the balance of power in the major leagues like an NBA all-star or like a quarterback does. He could have an impact that we haven't seen ever because of what we're watching. I mean, we, we are watching Babe Ruth in 4K, you know, just do things that we have never seen in this sport. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. I know you like to do that, Aaron. If I'm in the market for Shohei Otani, I'd actually be very, very careful about giving him a long-term deal. I don't know that I could give Shohei $600 million over a decade because of the wear and tear on his body that could come as a result of being a two-way player. Why aren't people being more cautious about this gigantic deal, especially after what we watch with some of the big hitters uh, over the big players over the last decade or so and how they broke down in the second half of those large deals. Are we sure Shohei's going to give you seven, eight good years as a two-way player? Or is this experiment going to end in a year or two because he just can't handle the workload? See, I would give up a lot to get him for the rest of this season because I'm reasonably confident that he could stay healthy and in a playoff game, hit two home runs and throw seven scoreless innings, striking out double digits, like in the same game. The, the signing him long-term thing is a totally different conversation. In fact, I would guess the teams that are in on him, uh, Myron, wouldn't necessarily be the same group that are talking about signing him. Like That's the fair. Mets, Like the Mets aren't trading for Shohei Otani now. They'll just go ahead and sign him in free agency when they don't have to give up anything to get him. But I'm looking at – let me throw out a hypothetical team to you, you know, that I feel yeah. like I li- I'm in Cleveland. The Guardians could use a top-flight starting pitcher, and they have the fewest home runs in baseball by a country mile. Yeah. The- Shohei Otani would take care of both of those things for them, and it's a team that has not won a World Series in 70-plus years 75 years without a world series championship so if you're cleveland you really want to take a big swing like why wouldn't you seriously consider you know making a big offer and trying to show your fans that you care at least about this year even though cleveland has no chance of giving him all that money in the long run but this isn't rasheed wallace to the pistons in 0304 i mean like he can he make a gigantic impact of course he's one of the greatest players we've ever seen but his talent alone hasn't been able to elevate the Angels into contention because it's just not that simple in baseball. Also, let's say you bring up Cleveland, right? Yep. What if you have to give up prospects and draft picks and young talent that would make up the core of your team over the next decade? So to me, this only the gamble only works if you've got a team that somehow has all the right pieces. They just need Shohei Otani to win the World Series. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Now I understand it being worth it. Anything short of that, yeah. at least a World Series appearance, yep. it's not worth it. I mean, I think there are a few teams that are in this boat where you really want to go for it. you know. And you bring up the example of CC Sabathia. I'll bring up the example of Kawhi Leonard, where Toronto knew they yeah. could very well, and they did, lose Kawhi. And they gave up. A ton of assets. You know, DeMar DeRose, all-star players yeah. went to, to San Antonio in that trade. Well, I don't think anybody regrets the Raptors going all in and bringing 
Kawhi to Toronto. I know it's a different sport, but I think Otani is impactful enough. Just because the Angels are one of the most incompetent franchises in all of sports doesn't mean that he's not capable of shifting the balance of power in the MLB playoffs and totally changing who does or does not win the World Series. The other cool thing about it is you wouldn't have to worry about if you, you know, pitch him on short rest, all those yeah. things, because he's not your guy long term anyway. Whatever, let that be the Mets' problem in 2027, not ours in Cleveland in 2023. In my example, well, what if he's not Kawhi, and what if he's Kyrie to Dallas? I mean, what what if the talent he goes to a team and the chemistry isn't there, and it's said, or it just doesn't elevate you the way you think? Like you bring up Kawhi, the reason yeah. why we can cite Kawhi. As one of the only bids, one of the only one-year trades that made sense, and a team won a championship, it's because of what they were able to achieve. Right? They won a title. Okay, but that's a rare thing. So, so to me, unless you are a contender that feels like he's the difference, he's the one that's going to put you in the series and give you a real chance to win a ring. Yeah, I get it. But anything short of that, you'd be giving up a lot in order to get a guy who's probably only going to sign with you know, one of two or three franchises in the offseason, yeah. that's just something you have to wait. But if I'm the Angels, yes, I'm making a move rather than getting nothing for him. But if I'm trading for him midseason, yep. I don't know about that. Let me go through top 10 highest paid players in baseball this year. You tell me whether or not their dollar figure is like worth it, whether their team's getting return on investment. Okay, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander at the top, each getting $43 million from the Mets. No. Aaron money. Judge is hurt, getting $40 million from the Yankees. <laughs> no. Anthony Rendon is hurt, oh, getting $38 million no. from the Angels. The Mike Trout is hurt, oh. getting $37 million from the Angels. Man. Garrett Cole, $36 million. Okay, Jeez. he's starting the All-Star game tonight. Yeah, he is. Maybe that's one. Corey Seager's having a good year, $35 million. Texas has been awesome. I'll take Corey. Yep, yep. Steven Strasburg is making $35 million for the the Nationals this year. And Nolan Arenado's making $35 million on the Cardinals. They stink. And Lindor's making $34 million on the Mets. They stink. They're terrible. Almost everybody on this list, nine of the ten, are not worth it. Isn't that crazy? And now you got a two-way player. Again, we haven't seen this experiment. Yeah, we haven't seen Otani and any guy do this for even a couple of years at this level. We certainly mm-hmm. haven't seen anybody do it long term in modern baseball. Yep. His number could be sixty million, Aaron. Yeah, it could be fifty, sixty million dollars a year. So I think, based on the list you just read, shouldn't teams be cautious about spending half a billion dollars potentially on Shohei Otani? Yeah, that's why I like the idea of renting him for the rest of this year more than I like the idea of making a decade-long commitment. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. Let me throw a fun hypothetical at you. Yeah, yeah. Shohei Otani, Victor Wembanyama, Joe Burrow. Three stars already, but they're all under age 25, right? 25 and under. They're all going to be factors in their respective sports, we think, for the next 10. You could bring one to your city whether it's Milwaukee where you grew up or Minneapolis where you live. You could bring one to your city. Shohei, Wemby, Burrow, who are you bringing? That's a really good question. I mean, Wemby is potentially a guy who could really change the NBA. I legitimately believe that. At seven foot four, he's doing things that no one else can do. 
forget that first game in summer league. He's a unique talent. Um, it's hard to overlook him. But Otani could be the guy who, again, this could be Babe Ruth in 4K. It already is. And maybe you get a couple of World Series rings. And I think of all the titles in terms of what means the most, I think the World Series means the most in terms of to, to its respective sport because of how hard it is to win. Mm. But I got to get Joe Burrow. Because if you tell me in this era Joe Burrow can play until he's in his late 30s, early 40s at a high level, if I have a Joe Burrow for 15 years, I'm going to win at least a couple of Super Bowls during that span. He's going to be one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. 15 years, I'm taking Joe Burrow, and I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think it has to be Burrow. Yeah. From there, I, I don't know. Otani, Wimby are interchangeable to me in terms of who you want two and three. You know what's funny? I, I think Otani is the best show, and that's why I think I'd pick him because he's really? doing something that nobody has done in a hundred years. Like Joe Burrow's really good quarterback. I'm not disputing that, but he's not even the best quarterback in the NFL. You know, he's not even the best quarterback in his sport. He's number two. I mean, but... So I, I understand that, right? But but I don't know that I really feel the need to like put my kids in the car when Joe Burrow is in town and say to them, "What? Hey, hey guys, you're about to see something you've never seen before. Shohei Otani, I'm going to say, you're about to see something you haven't seen in 100 years. Aaron, and because of that, I am taking Otani. Aaron, now, yeah. uh, Aaron, are you on Cleveland Radio right now? Yeah. No, are I'm you, are, I, I mean, well, no, I'm on, I'm on I mean, a Burrow, come variety on, of markets. Come on, man. Burrow is not a show. What are we saying right now? No, not like Shohei Otani. Show is in Shohei <laughs> Otani's name. What if it's two I years? To, I don't mean to be putting any of these guys down, Myron. I just think You're that. you to put Joe Burrow down a little bit. I, I mean, does he do things that make you say, like, he wins at a very high level, and I'm not disputing he's a great quarterback. Does he do things that make you say, whoa, I've never seen that before? He does not. Yes. He does not. <laughs> he, he definitely he definitely does. He's I think the number two quarterback in the NFL has made a number of remarkable plays, and guess what? In terms of durability, those three guys, there are two that have gigantic durability question marks, right? There's Wimby and yeah. the seven foot four frame, and whether that holds up in the NBA. Has Burrow torn an ACL and missed a whole season? He plays the physical contact sport of the three. He does, but his peers have managed to play into their late thirties, early forties, despite some of the injuries they face. The Wimby and the broken down body. We don't know what's going to happen there at seven four. And Shohei, my challenge with Shohei is: what if the show ends in a year? Yeah, Shohei Otani. Yeah, and I don't want to see anything ever happen to him is one injury away from this ending and him being either a pitcher or a hitter. Right. It's and, and I don't dispute that. I just think what he's doing now is the most unique thing. It and is. The, and, the, and the most exciting of all the three. Things. And riskiest. Like, uh, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. That was our MLB snapshot presented by Progressive. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more all your protection, one place. Bundle and save by going to Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. We want you to check in on that topic. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Shohei, Wemby, Joe Burrow. You can bring one to your city to play for your favorite team. Who are you choosing? Otani, Wembanyama, Burrow. 888-SAY-ESPN. We'll get to your calls 
coming up on the rundown right now is the sport that I know the least about. And it might be the sport that Myron knows the most about. So I will give you the floor. Myron, what are we doing talking about boxing today? That's a good question. Well, we're going to have Tyson Fury, who's the world heavyweight champion, uh, the greatest heavyweight in the world, one of the greats of all time, I think, fighting Francis Ngannou, the former UFC heavyweight champion. Two of the biggest, baddest dudes in combat sports uh, are going to fight in Saudi Arabia uh, in October. I think it's October 28th. Um, you, you know, I used to get really upset about these moments because I used to feel like, you know what, they're making a spectacle of the sport. People aren't going to take boxing seriously. And now I'm just not like that anymore, Aaron. Listen, Tyson Fury is going to play around with him for a couple of rounds, beat him up, and that'll be it. But the buildup will be fun. Both guys are going to get a big payday. They are two of the most dangerous dudes in the world. So you know what? It'll be an event, and I'm fine with that. I've learned to separate boxing and UFC from events. This is an event, and people will tune in as a result the same way they watch McGregor and Mayweather. Sure. And it is what it is. I don't think it means anything for the sport. I don't think it's a knock against the sport. I don't think boxing has decided to take this on and go through a new path. It's just one event. Uh, between two big-time guys. They're going to have fun. It is what it is. Do you remember Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV? I do remember that. (laughs) I do remember Celebrity Deathmatch. That's kind of what this is to me. All I know is I grew up in an era in the 80s uh, where when there was a big fight, you know, I remember the night that Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson, and it was incredibly shocking, and I remember... You know, being six, seven years old and going over to a buddy's house because they ordered the fight. and yep. Those were legitimate sporting events. This is kind of not a sporting event. You know what I mean? It's not. My, like, we're talking about it on ESPN, but it's like a spectacle. It's like a show more than it is real sports, in part because Nganu's got no chance and in part because it's not really for anything. Like, is anything going to be on the line in this bout? No, I, I think it'll just be, you know, pride. I, I don't. I mean, we haven't heard yet. I don't believe that Tyson Fury is going to put up the belt. I, I don't think the sanctioning bodies will allow him to put the belt on the line against Francis Ngannou. Yeah. My, my assumption is it probably ultimately is viewed as an exhibition, no matter what it is, even though they'll really fight. You know, they're really boxing there, but it won't be any belts on the line. Listen, 1976, Muhammad Ali went over to Japan to fight Antonio Inoki, one of the greatest Japanese professional wrestlers of all time. They fought with these modified martial arts rules. Muhammad Ali kept getting kicked. I mean, it was a whole thing, and and he did it, you know? And I think this has happened over the course of sports. Uh, This is following that line. the line for Ali. Like, people talk about the thrill in Manila and the rumble in the jungle and fights in Madison Square Garden. Not what he did against the martial artist. I'm just saying it was a big event. He did it. It was an Uh, event. That's fair enough. That's what this is. This is an event. Right. And Jake Paul is a YouTube star, not an athlete, really. I mean. No, no. But it's an event. He puts on on shows. Just like Shohei. He's a brilliant entertainer, but I don't know that he's worthy about of being talked about on ESPN. Coming up, we want to hear from you. Shohei Wemby Burrow, who would you rather have in your city? Plus, one of basketball's best players is going to join us after Myron has a word from NHTSA. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? 
If you drive over the speed limit, there are lots of sounds that you might hear. You could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing, the sound of first responders desperately trying to save you. You could even hear the sound of people crying at a funeral. What? Because if you drive over the speed limit, you could do damage that's beyond repair. One way or another, speeding catches up to you. Paid for by NHTSA. Pronounce NHTSA. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. One of the best basketball players in the world is going to join us in just a second. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Myron Metcalf. The New York Liberty, Myron, are 13-4. and four. Whew. Second place in the WNBA. There's that team in Vegas that is uh, off to a rip-roaring start. Liberty led in part by their star guard, Sabrina Ionescu, who joins us now courtesy of American Express and Sabrina We'll get to what you're doing at the WNBA All-Star Weekend in just a minute, but we all know that, of course, you went to Oregon and you're friends with Phil Knight. You design awesome, sweet sneakers with Nike. So I have to start by asking, because I've always wondered with Nike athletes, how many pairs of basketball sneakers do you own? And do you just have carte blanche with Nike to get whatever you want? Do you have to charge them to your American Express card? Like, break it down for us. I mean, I definitely have lost count on how many basketball shoes I have. Um, from going to Oregon to now, I would say hundreds of pairs of basketball shoes through the last couple of years. So um, that's exciting. And I mean, now that I have my own signature shoe, I will assume I'll probably have um, hundreds of pairs of each one. So sky's the limit on the amount of shoes that are going to be uh in my closet then in the next couple weeks sabrina you had a personal friendship with kobe bryant he's one of the faces on the new nba 2k 24 game you are the other face on the cover what does it mean for you to to share that honor with him but also uh to be the ambassador for the WNBA that graces the cover of that game yeah um obviously it's an honor um super excited for 
um, you know, the fact to just be able to represent the WNBA um, and, and be on that cover growing up and always um, admiring a lot of the NBA players that, you know, grace the cover of 2K and now being able to um, represent the WNBA. Um, it, it's an honor. Um, hopefully it just continues to give a lot of young girls the opportunity to dream, to also want to be on the cover one day. And I'm super excited and um, excited to see who's who's going to be on it next year and, and continues to just elevate women's basketball as a whole. Liberty Guard Sabrina Ionescu is our guest on ESPN Radio, joining us courtesy of American Express. Um, Sabrina, other than the obvious talent, what has been the biggest key for the New York Liberty in the first half of the season? Just continuing to uh, play together and, um, you know, gain experience with playing with, with one another. That's probably been the toughest and most challenging um, part and something that, you know, we had to do super quickly with just so many new faces and a lot of new talent is just trying to figure out how we can try and win this thing in year one um, and do that super fast. And so every game we're just continuing to improve and get better and try to figure each other out and do that the best way we can. Uh, There have been uh, conversations about this new league that's coming, this three-on-three league in the offseason. What do you think that will mean just for the sport and the visibility uh, for some of the top players uh, at the professional level in the WNBA? Yeah, it's important. I think it just shows, um, you know, the growth of the league, but also just the desire for WNBA players to not want to go overseas and to want to stay stateside and continue to build their brand off the court. And visibility plays a huge role and part in that. And so there's going to be able to be a league that is going to be funded and ran um, in the off season and is going to keep a lot of the you know star players stateside and give fans the opportunity to go and watch and. Um, you know, give them an opportunity to to just be with their families here and not have to play year-round. I think it's a great opportunity, and it just, you know, speaks to, you know, how how badly players want to stay here and and not play year-round. Sabrina, um, you've been a part of this incredible growth of women's basketball over the course of the last decade and some real stars in the sport. And there are now like three marquee players in women's college basketball that are becoming household names and must-see TV. What level of pride do you feel when you watch Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese and Paige Beckers and some of the players that are coming in your footsteps? It's amazing. Um, You know, that's that's the whole part is, um, you know, is, is trying to leave the game in better hands and um, obviously kind of being, you know, playing a, a big role in that, especially in 2020 with uh, March Madness and everything that was going to happen before the pandemic shut it down. Um, it just left a huge buzz around women's basketball and I'm it's always super excited to see them play and to see how, how much viewership has gone up and how those arenas, um, you know, in those college towns have been selling out and people have been wanting to watch women's basketball and um, it's on the up and up and that's really exciting because I you know I could say I was a part of that and it's just continuing to grow which is which is great to see. Sabrina uh, guys in the NBA men's college basketball trash talk all the time there was an elevated conversation when Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark did it uh, there's a, it's a conversation when you do it why do you think that is um, and what would you like to see change about the way we talk about some of that trash talk and that competitive fire uh, between players in the NBA, WNBA. Yeah. I mean, you know, it happens all the time. And I think there's just this stigma around like, you know, women's sports and women that, you know, we don't trash talk or, 
you know, it, it's not the same, you know, as the men's side. And, I, you know, I'd say I think it just showed in the tournament, um, you know, we, we kind of just proved that it happens on the women's side as well. And, and it, it's not talked about as much. And maybe, you know, people agree or don't agree with it. But I think it's just that competitive fire and that competitive nature of competition. And that's the exciting part is it was finally on national television. Everyone's talking about it. There's probably a huge rivalry now between those two teams. And that's what fans want to see, that excitement. And, um, you know, it comes from those individuals on the court, but also just is continuing to elevate the game as a whole. Sabrina, other than you, who talks the best trash in the WNBA? Ooh, that's tough. Um, (laughs) That's a tough one. I really don't talk trash unless – someone kind of pokes the bear um, usually I try and just stay calm but I, you know I'd say Kelsey Plum you know we'll talk a little there's there's a lot of players that um, talk but Diana Taurasi is definitely I think the master at um, at trash talking do you have a story about where maybe she came after you or anything you want to share any details Oh, I mean, I, I'd say every game there's some trash talk out of her, uh, but I love it. I've looked up to her growing up and just, um, you know, watching her in the league. And now every time I'm on the court, just hearing her talk to the refs or talk to other team, you know, other of my teammates, I usually don't engage in any conversation because I don't want to poke the bear. So um, I kind of just watch from afar and, and respect the work that she's done and what she's done for the women's game. Sabrina, what can you tell us about the WNBA's partnership with American Express and the American Express WNBA All-Star Experience? Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, you know, I've, team, I've teamed up with um, American Express in the past, and so, um, you know, when I heard that there was going to be a huge experience and event at All-Star, I was, you know, just super excited and humbled to be able to show up and be a part of everything that MX has to offer and, um, you know, with them being a partner of the New York Liberty now, for me, it was really just a no-brainer to just, you know, be a part and immerse myself in the fan experience that, you know, we're going to be hosting at, um, you know, WNBA Live in Mandalay Bay. Yeah, it's at Mandalay Bay Resort Casino in Las Vegas, interactive game experience called the 60-Second Challenge, where fans are going to get a chance to compete against fan-favorite player, New York Liberty's own Sabrina Ionescu. 60 seconds to score as many points as possible against you. How many points can you score in 60 seconds? I know. I, you know, I did it. Um, I, I did it to just get a feel for what it was going to be like. Uh, and and it, it was tough. Um, you know, in 60 seconds, getting up as many shots as you can, having to get your rebound. Uh, but but it's super fun. Obviously, uh, you know if if someone can beat me, that'd be awesome. I might have to bring my basketball shoes and and see just in case someone decides to start draining threes. I might have to lace them up and and join them to to make sure that I stay undefeated. Sabrina, great stuff. Thank you for the time. And if a few extra you know pairs of those signature sneakers happen to make their way in the mail over to. Uh, the Goldhammer or the Metcalf house. You know, we, we wouldn't. I'll rock I, them I, for sure. I have a four and a half year old daughter who is already a pretty big WNBA fan. And I feel like she could slide into those nicely. Sabrina, thank you for the time. Appreciate yep. it. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. That's Sabrina Ionescu, the guard for the New York Liberty and the WNBA. Myron has grown so much. And I think now people are as excited for the upcoming women's college basketball season. And I could definitely name you more women's college basketball players 
than I can men's college basketball players. Listen, LSU bringing all those great pieces back, including Angel Reese, and they add Haley Van Lith on top of it, the Louisville transfer versus Caitlin Clark and everything that comes with that. I think college basketball, women's college basketball will be tremendous, much like the WNBA. What uh, sports talk host talks the most trash? Matt Jones. I don't think it's. I don't think it's Matt. Matt's not a trash talk. I don't know if any of us are big time. Now why? Now why are we talking about trash talk? I don't. It's got to be Stephen A. Right, but I think on the radio, it's got to be Amber Wilson when the Miami Heat are playing. There you go. Amber Wilson when the Miami Heat are rolling. Like that's a different level. You know, people give people give Pat Riley uh, most of the credit for Heat culture. Amber Wilson gives Amber Wilson. I think, Amber Wilson, the credit. she's assistant GM. Like she, that's how <laughs> that's, that's how she talks about the baby. All right, fine. Up next, Shohei Wemby Burrow. Who would you rather have in your city? We debate and discuss with you. Lines open. Triple eight. Say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. All-Star Game is tonight on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We've been debating today Otani Wemby Burrow. 
You could have one in your town. Who are you bringing to your home city? Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Myron, we've got full lines. Lion, like uh, lion. Let me try it. Leon is his name. Yeah, yeah. Not, close. Not, Leon close. the Lion is in close. D.C. He joins us on ESPN <laughs> Radio. What's up, Leon? Hey, what's up? Hey. Uh, I'm going to speak quick. So if I had to pick for my team, because I'm a Cowboys fan, D.C. stands for Dallas Cowboys, I'm picking for my team, and as much as I hate LSU, I'm taking Burrow. So I'm picking for my city, any of the other two. I don't want Burrow here. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, you're not, a, you're not a Commanders fan. You're not a Ravens fan. So I understand you saying that. You know, I think fans just assume you get the top flight quarterback, you're a Super Bowl contender every year. Yeah, um, that's how it but, works. But if you get the NBA All-Star, like if Wembenyama becomes what Wembenyama is supposed to be, Roland is in South Carolina's on ESPN Radio. What up, Roland? What's going on? Uh, I live in South Carolina. We don't have any professional sports team, but first I'm going to have to go with Wemby because he plays inside hot. That's number one. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then after that, if you adjust for the fact that you can give everybody a dome, um, I'm still going with Wimby because baseball is better on TV. And uh, Burrow, like the last call said, if he was with the Cowboys, give me the Cowboys and Burrow in South Carolina. But other than that, I'm, I'm cool on the Bengals. Roland, appreciate the call. Myron, is there something to be said for having an NBA All-Star? Like the attention that it brings to your city, the media, the buzz? Is that the yeah. – like, the biggest sport in terms of that kind of thing, like the most famous athletes play in the NBA? Yeah, not an NBA all-star. And I think that that's where Wimby's different. This is the most anticipated rookie since LeBron James, right? So Wimby has a chance to be generational. So I think if you have a generational player, hmm. if you have a game-changing player, a LeBron, a Giannis, MB, I mean, if you have someone like that or a young star, your John Morantz, your Jason Tatum's, that's where it's a really big deal. But the in-between isn't as much. But I think Wimby could be that young, game-changing talent, which is why I could see a lot of people picking him. I just, the rarity of Otani. It feels like every start, if he played in your town, and if he played for a team that had like a legitimate, long, big fan base, as opposed to the Angels are always second-class citizens in L.A., it's yeah. one of the reasons why he hasn't taken off to the level that he, you know, if he ends up, you know, going to the Mets, like that's a crazy, passionate fan base. Uh, Reagan is in Iowa, joins us on ESPN Radio. What's up, Reagan? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for taking my call, gentlemen. Uh, I'd pick Otani uh, mainly for a couple reasons. One, uh, you have a special connection between a player and a city when you physically get to go see them. So baseball with the most home games, as well as the the most uh, or the least expensive tickets, uh, I go baseball on that end. Uh, secondly, if you get stuck somewhere where you need a dress up shirt, like a button up shirt, you can wear that jersey, the baseball jersey, over a basketball or football jersey. Thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. It's, that is that is true. You know, one of the amazing things about when Otani, if he ever gets to play in the playoffs, you know, you could theoretically have him hit the game, you know, winning home run and strike out the side in the top half of that inning coming out of the bullpen, like all at the same time. That'd be the greatest thing ever. Which is wild. Uh, Up next, is it better for MLB to have small market teams or big market teams in the World Series? Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.